Having someone come in like me, I have no real expectations. I'm just there to provide support in whatever way they might need at that time. My name is Jessica Georgi, and I am a board-certified music therapist currently working at Northwestern Medicine Lake Forest Hospital. Music was such a big part of growing up. Like we always had a piano in the house and she played frequently. My parents were always into music in some sense. And I just had like a really great community growing up mm -hmm. that took me in and really helped me blossom. It just felt like they wanted me to succeed and be successful. You know, it's hard to decide your entire future when you're 18 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I originally went to school for music education, and um, I wanted to teach elementary kids. Um, it's just, it's a really rigorous system to be accepted into the School of Music. You have to audition and then, you know, be deemed a good fit for the school before you even, like, start your college career. <laughs> so, and it's the same process for music therapy, too. I was accepted into the School of Music um, at a university in Indiana. It's about an hour away from where I grew up, actually. You're essentially being trained as a classical musician. Mm -hmm. So you have to take a lot of classes in like music history and theory. And then every semester you have to um, be involved in like an ensemble. And at the end of the semester, you have to like give a performance on your primary instrument. It's called a jury. And then like all your professors essentially kind of judge you and is <laughs> like, do you, you know, are you up to the standard that they're looking for to kind of continue? Anyway, I just got to a point where um, it felt like so much emphasis was being put on my ability to play the trumpet. That was my main instrument. Oh. Um, so yeah, play at like a professional level when all I was thinking was like, I'm never going to play this instrument again when I graduate. I just want to teach kindergartners like, the joy of music. Yeah. What was supposed to be my senior year of college, I ended up dropping out and tried to reevaluate what I wanted to do with my life. I just no longer felt like... Uh, I was in like a really supportive community and just like all of the hard training took away from like that original love and joy yeah. I had like that I used to have in music. At the same time, my grandma became sick and she was nearing the end of her life. On the weekends, I would actually drive back home about like an hour away. Um, to stay with her and take care of her and kind of give my mom a break and all the other caregivers a break. And that was kind of my first glimpse at healthcare. Just taking care of her physically, but also like being in communication with other medical professionals that were on her hospice team. 
It was hard, but also I found like maybe this was my calling. I ended up getting into an agency, like a home healthcare agency. But after like a year of not being in school, I really began to miss like that music element. Yeah. So I found myself once again auditioning for another school of music. And I just remember like being so terrified because I hadn't really been at that like standard of Mm -hmm. musicianship Mm -hmm. for a whole year Mm -hmm. so I'm like practicing and trying to get my chops back up to speed I remember like showing up to the audition and I was it was not good (laughs) it was a bad performance but the professors there instead of like throwing judgment back at me they just actually took the time to like hear my story and so they were really kind to me and they accepted me into the school of music my professors were great they took such like a personal interest in me and really helped shape me into like the best version of myself that I could be at that time I began working in the different practicums, older adults um, in skilled nursing units. I did pediatrics and NICU, and then also adjudicated youth. So I was accepted into an internship program in New Orleans at a psych hospital. Yeah, it was challenging to move across country, and especially it was like, broke college kid, kind of put all my money into moving down south. So I'm like working 40 hours a week at this unpaid internship and then, you know, spending my spare time trying to session plan and then like have to pick up a part-time job just to, you know, put gas in the tank and food on the table. I can't believe it was an unpaid internship. You Uh, would think that after... I think more of them are paid now, but we got got free lunch every day, so that was something... have to go to school for music therapy you have to get an undergrad degree in that specific field and you have to go to an accredited college Um, but then you also study like healthcare and psychology and then um, courses that focus solely on music therapy in different populations so when all is said and done it is about 1200 hours of clinical training and over a thousand of those hours come just from the internship so then after you're credentialed um, every five years you have to recertify and that involves um, obtaining at least 100 continuing education credits nurse, social worker, doctors sometimes will refer a patient to me. I usually go into the room with my guitar. Um, I like to play live music whenever I can. It's actually been researched and found that live music has more of an effect for whatever reason. If I can get to know the patient on the spot, you know, um, find out a little bit about their history, um, their relationship with music, and then, you know, where they're at in the moment now, and then trying to come up with interventions to help deal with that. 
So a lot of guided meditation with music, but sometimes it's, you know, hearing a favorite song and sharing that space with somebody, or sometimes it's just banging the heck out of a hand drum, or sometimes it's writing lyrics um, to try and explain how you're feeling, you know? Just music is really magical in that way because we can kind of morph it into whatever it needs to be in the moment for each individual patient. There were patients that I just felt like I was able to really connect with on more than just a musical level because of having that family or caregiver presence. You know, being invited uh, into someone's world at the end of their life is such a privilege. It's kind of like getting to see behind the scenes of what makes up that person. For me, sharing in those experiences was really special. Just being an extra level of support for family and loved ones at the end really gave me that reminder of why we do what we do as music therapists is so powerful and important. We all go through so much and yeah, sometimes I think it's easy to forget that and it's easy to be hard on ourselves. Self-care is actually something that takes a lot of work. You just ultimately, you know, working on yourself to help keep you in good shape on all levels so that you can help take care of others. Yeah. You know, so talking to your own therapist or doing your own work or analyzing your strengths and weaknesses. We spend so much time being the containers for others that it's hard to switch out of that gear sometimes. So music therapy, it's just, it's really unique because it can reach a person on so many different levels, you know, physically, emotionally, existentially, spiritually. Also just, I found that, you know, 99% of people really like music, and so they're gonna relate to it in some way. And it can really help provide like a familiar and safe space, especially in a hospital setting where you know, most patients are faced with so many uncertainties and, you know, just people in and out and maybe hearing things that they don't totally understand. Just like looking back on the journey, it definitely wasn't easy to get here, but it was worth it. Some people don't get to do what they love for work, but I get to help take care of people um, and play music almost every day. So it's a win-win for me.